Hello and welcome to another, well, late night episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast for Friday, January 17th. I am, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. This will be my last episode being at home um, until probably March around spring break, which is uh, when the playoff push will be in full effect. And then as I will be going back to school tomorrow for my last semester as a college student, it feels pretty weird that I get to say that now, which is this will be my eighth and final semester at Virginia Tech University, and um, yeah, I still can't believe that I'm going to be graduating and um, starting probably a full-time job pretty soon, but as always, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes for all things Penguins, LO underscore Penguins for the, the show's Twitter. Um, Penguins were able to get back in the win column tonight, A of course a 2-1 to one overtime win over the Detroit Red Wings, and for a while there, you know, it was looking like the Penguins were... Gonna lose to the Detroit Red Wings, who are not only on pace to be the worst team in the National Hockey League, but probably one of the worst teams of the salary cap era dating back to, um, you know, 2007, 2008, uh, just around there. They have just, they are just putridly bad. Their minus, their goal differential is almost minus 100 at this point. They now have in 48 games only 12 wins in 48 games. That is absolutely insane to think about. Um, apparently, I saw a stat on the 18Z Sportsnet broadcast tonight that Jimmy Howard, the goaltender who lost tonight, has not won since his, a game as as a Detroit Red Wing since late October. That is how bad things are up in Detroit. But Bengals were able to get the win two to one. Um, the first period, they they were looking sloppy. Same for the second period, up until really the f- the final five minutes of the second period, and then they dominated the third period. They finally woke up a little bit, <clears throat> and then of course they won the game in overtime. But yeah, for about a good 35, almost 40 minutes of this game, the Penguins, where I thought were outplayed. I know um, I was looking actually at natural stat trick before this um, podcast of uh, recording this, and the Penguins actually, I did not realize that they had the better the play. They controlled the shot attempts in the possession at around 62% tonight. And, you know, I mean, it, it is Detroit, but still that did not line up with what I was seeing on the ice with my personal eye test. So it was good to see that the numbers um, apparently uh, say a little bit different. But um, I, overall, I just thought <clears throat> the Penguins, they just, they weren't themselves, obviously. It's it's a back-to-back. You lost to the Bruins last night. Those are all, it's always a tough game. A road back-to-back is also usually really, really tough. But um, yeah, they were able to get the the job done. Or even uh, Jimmy Howard, of course, you know. Uh, J- Jimmy Howard, I mean, this is the thing with bad goalies against the Penguins. If you're a bad goalie going up against the Penguins, you're almost always going to play well. It, it just happens night in and, and night out. Um, This was, I think, going in to the third period. I, I saw a tweet actually from Pensburg. You know, Jimmy Howard, he has a 4.26 goals against average, 8.76 per save percentage in 19 games. And... Yeah, I mean, of course, he tries to play like God tonight because, you know, that's the Penguins' luck with going up against bad goalies. Um, he's basically, apparently, so now after this game, he's 2-16-2. and 16 and two. Um, Yeah, it's just, I just, I, I love how a bad goalie like that can put up a performance like this. Um, he was making some really good saves towards the end of the second period. Um, third period, of course, is when the Penguins are able to wake up. But like I said, the final five minutes when they made the push, um, Brian Russ gets his 20th goal of the season. I still can't believe that over the off season, um, I, one of my good friends, Jeff tweeted this too, that, you know, we were talking about trading Brian Russ, uh, feels still fears a little weird that we were somehow talking about that, but you know, 20 goals, it sucks that he missed that time earlier in the season. Cause he could very well be at 30 goals right now. He's just been that good. Um, I think there's a chance that he potentially gets to 40 goals by the end of the season. I think he's easily going to get over 30. I think he'll probably end at around 35 if I had to make a wager right now and make a guess. 
But, you know, just a stellar season for Brian Russ. He gets the power play goal. Also, some really, really crisp passing on that power play. I think it was uh, Latang, I think to Hornquist, then to Malkin, and then Malkin just basically dished it to Russ to beat Jimmy Howard. It went off his glove and bar under. Tie the game early in the third period. Um, they got the power play. I was like, yeah, if there was ever time for a power play goal, that was going to be it because the Penguins are likely probably not going to get another power play for the rest of the game. Um, you know, just watching this game on TV also with Detroit, you know, there's just, there's a lot of empty seats in Little Caesars Arena, but um, I just, I'm surprised. I mean, I know they're really bad, but you know, I mean, Red Wings fans are known for honestly having some of the best fans in the league. Apparently, at t Sportsnet said that they have actually like the fifth, the fifth or sixth best attendance um, in the league this season, which is nothing short of outstanding considering how bad they are. But still, a lot of empty seats there tonight, a lot of Penguin fans there tonight. Usually didn't see a lot of Penguins fans there when during the days of the Joe Lewis Arena. But that's also when the Red Wings were really, really good, and they had all those stacked teams with Datsuk, Lidstrom, Zetterberg, Holmstrom, Franzen, um, Rafalski, Stewart, Osgood. You know, I could, I could go on. Andreas Lilia, yeah, I can go on and on. Those teams were just... <clears throat> so good, you know, I, I can sit here and talk about how the Penguins had no business taking the Red Wings to six games of the 2008 Stanley Cup Final, and, you know, I I could talk about that series for probably an hour or two on a podcast, maybe I will someday, but I uh, still feel bad for Stevie Eiserman up there as the GM, he has a lot of work to do, I talked about this yesterday, I think he's going to get the job done, he's very, very good, but, you know, he just, he's he's inherited a mess, yeah, a true big mess that Ken Holland left behind for him, and I, 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 you know, I pity him. But um, going back to the game overall, um, I thought um, the, the third period of the Penguins after that, they were pressing a lot more. Zach Aston-Reese had a hell of a chance. I think this was late in the third period. Goes off. Um, Jimmy Howard's glove hits the crossbar. Somehow stays out. Brian Russ had a chance shorthanded. A lot, a lot of um, real, just really good chances towards the end of the third period. That's when the Penguins obviously were um, dictating the play. The Red Wings, I don't really think, had... If I was watching correctly, they probably only had a few scoring chances for those final 25 minutes of the game. Outside that power play goal, honestly, you never really thought the Red Wings were really going to score when they came in in the offensive zone. Um, credit the Penguins defensively, but also um, credit Matt Murray. And, you know, we'll get to Matt Murray coming out of the commercial uh, break. But Matt Murray was awesome again, only gave up, you know, one goal. Um, that's now four consecutive really, really good starts um, for Matt Murray. And um, if I'm not... If I'm correct, uh, Chad Mad Chad also tweeted this out. Shout out to him, great um, Penguin follow. He has a 9.26 save percentage, you know, in these last four starts. So, no, great, great job for Matt Murray. You know, like I said, we'll talk to him about him uh, more coming out of the commercial break. Um, who else uh, tonight? Of uh, getting Malkin, another uh, just you know, ho hum for him. He both both assists. Uh, direct, but directly the primary assist on both the Penguins' goals tonight. He also set up, of course, Sidney Crosby um, in the overtime period. Um, you know, they, they they were trying. It was basically that, that getting to the overtime. Now it was basically like overtime practice uh, for the Penguins in that overtime. It was a four-on-three power play, play practice. The Red Wings were not really doing anything, and uh, I really don't know what Luke Glendening was doing there uh, towards the, taking that penalty. The puck was like. 50 feet away from him when he just boarded, um, I'm trying to remember who he boarded, but he just hit a Penguin player that wasn't even, wasn't even close to having the puck, and the, that was an easy call. You can call that, 
You know, it doesn't, you could be, Stevie Wonder could have made that call, and he's blind, so um, I just did not understand what the hell Luke Glendening was doing there, but hey, you know what? You take it, and the Penguins made them pay. Chris Tang tried to make that shot past Sidney Crosby. It was saved by Howard, but, um, you know, fool me once, shame on you, Howard. Fool me twice, shame on me, and Malkin did the same thing as Latang did this time. Crosby was able to score on it, and the Penguins went home. With the two points. Um, I love those little shot pass plays that the Penguins do. Um, I know they work on that in practice all the time. I've seen all the clips and all that. But still, um, not a pretty win. Uh, you'll, you'll take that though. I mean, this is probably a win where you go up against any other shitty team. Maybe even the Kings or something. You probably lose. Um, you know, it's just... You know, it's great that the Red Wings are this bad. But the Penguins, they are now tied in games played with the Capitals. They are four points behind them again. They are also five points now up on the New York Islanders for second place, though. The Islanders have two games to hand on them, so really can't judge that until um, they play their two games and catch up to the peng- uh, to the Penguins. All right, so coming out of this uh, break now, I do want to give a lot of praise uh, to Matt Murray. Uh, 28 saves, 29 shots tonight, um, 966 save percentage. The one goal he allowed really, really, I don't think was his fault. I didn't really. There was just a lot of bodies in front of him. Um, went five hole, but I think he was screened by not only a Red Wing, but I think a Penguin too. I don't really have, I think he had a, ch- a prayer of um, seeing that puck. But otherwise, you know, he was playing big in net. He was coming out, challenging the shooters, um, just making really good saves. He was he's worked on a lot of the saves from like kind of um, to the side of the goal line. He's letting he's been a little leaky sometimes throughout his career there. Um, he's made some really good saves there. He was like I said, you know, one timers on the Detroit power play he was really really good. The Red Wings had some really good chances um, inside the dots at times, just a little bit. Rimuri was able to make those saves. And, you know, this is another really, really, really good start for Matt Murray. And I would go to him for this game against Boston, this massive game against Boston. And if he plays well that game, I'd go to him against Philadelphia when the Penguins go to Philly for their final game before the All-Star break. And I believe their bye week as well. I think coming out of the All-Star break, I believe the Penguins have their bye week. So, um... Only now two more games before the All-Star break and the bye week. It's pretty crazy that we're already there. But, um, yeah, you know, I would I would give Murray this start. He's earned it. That's four consecutive starts, like I said. Chad tweeted out he has a 926 save percentage in those four starts. And, you know, the funny thing is about Matt Murray right now is, you know, you're not really seeing a lot of too much praise from him for some reason. You know, people, we got to be objective here, people. Um, we really need to be objective about what we're seeing from Matt Murray um, he's played really good, and you know what? I, I I see you people, you know, hiding in the balance here. You don't want to, um, you know, you don't want to credit Matt Murray because he stunk the, up the bed, and oh my god, in, in November and December, blah 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 blah. Um, whatever, you know. I, I'm watching you people, so you know, just give Matt Murray a little bit of praise right now because he's actually starting to play um, some really really good hockey, and he's finding his game back, which is. Absolutely massive. You know, Tristan Jari, of course, allowed three more goals again last night. He's regressing a little bit. So, you know, there is a little bit of an opening here for Matt Murray to get his job back. So, I mean, like I said, go to him on Sunday in Boston. I expect Mike Sullivan to do that, considering that way that Murray has played. And like I said, Murray plays well in that game, which I think he may. Go to him again in Philadelphia before the All-Star break. These are two massive games coming up. This is your time to, for Matt Murray to show that he is the number one goaltender again, that he has found his game, which he has the last four games. Go ahead, give him a couple starts, see how what he can do. You know, it's make it or break it. Put up, nut up or shut up, as the, as the saying is from Zombieland goes. Um, I'm going to show my inner you know, nerd geek of seeing Zombieland, both Zombieland movies. They're 
outstanding movies. But um, I thought that reference would go along with what I'm talking about here. And you know what? I don't really care if it's, well, you know, he beat the Red Wings. Ha, ha, ha. He beat the Red Wings earlier in the season. I don't give a shit. I, I really, really don't, you know. Um, you know, you're, you're, some of these people are all about riding the hot goalie. And then, you know, I know there's a lot of Murray haters out there. But you know what? Tough shit. He's, he's the goalie now. He's one of the goalies at least. We have the luxury of having two really, really good goaltenders this year. And you know what? Play the one that's hotter than the other one right now. And that Matt Murray is hotter than Trish and Jari right now. Earlier in the season, it was Trish and Jari that was hotter than Matt Murray. Now the opposite has happened. And, you know, this is a good problem to have when both goalies have had are putting up some decent numbers so far. I mean, I, said, well, I mean, Matt Murray is getting his numbers back. Jari's put up really, really good numbers so far that he's um, kind of um, regressing a little bit. But still, overall, they're playing mostly pretty fine. So, like I said, really happy for Matt Murray. Really happy that he's finding um, his game back as well, I thought. Um, it's just it's great. It's really just great to see. Other really thoughts about this game... Um, I really don't think there was just, it was kind of just a boring game to watch, I would think. Um, the Red Wings' lone goal was from uh, Philip Zadina. He's uh, a Red Wing prospect that they are very, very excited about. And then the, the two players that have the assist, Franz Nielsen, who is on that albatross, albatross of a contract. That is just a woof! That contract sucks! Uh, Ken Holland really handicapped the Red Wings with that awful deal. And then old friend Trevor Daly. Uh, uh, two-time Stanley Cup champion, of course, Trevor Daly made his return to the lineup, missing the last four games of the injury. He gets an assist. I think this is Daly's last year under contract with the Red Wings. So, I mean, I would also wouldn't be surprised if Stevie Eiserman attempts to deal him by the deadline, considering he's a rental for a team. You know, he can play in a bottom-pairing role. Maybe you can get by with him playing in the top four. Eh, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. But uh, potentially a bottom six, I think you could definitely get a, um, a draft pick for him. But like I've said it earlier, I've said a lot recently, Stevie Eiserman has a lot to... Um, just a lot to get right going for. I just, I pity him, but you know what? That's what he signed up for. But of course, Sidney Crosby, you know, six points in the three games that he's returned. Um, you know, I also saw the treat from Dimitri Filipovich tonight. You know, when Sid's using that big ass of his, the big butt, you know, his big butt to make a lot of plays behind the net, you know, you know, things are going well. Um, I'm trying not to be weird about talking about Sidney Crosby's ass, but you know what? He does have a pretty big ass. So, I mean, but you know what? We've also known about that for probably a decade now. So, I mean, you know, people are probably used to talking about it a little bit at this point. I'm trying not to be weird um, as I talk about it. But you know what? Whatever. And, of course, tonight I, th- I said I was going to try to have a little bit of mailbag questions, but um, I guess we're not going to. Well, I can maybe tweet it out um, and see if anyone would like to have any questions answered um, for this last segment coming up. I can't believe I'm doing this right now, but you know what? We'll see if not. I'm going to find something else to talk about. Maybe I'll go around on the Metropolitan Division, look at the scores tonight and um, whatnot. But overall, folks, uh, that's it for basically the recap of this game. Good to get the win, you know, sloppy. I don't care how you get the two points. You get the two big points, and now you go back home. The two points make the dads happy. You split the two back-to-back, and now you get ready for a big Sunday matinee 12-30 matchup in Pittsburgh against the Boston um, Bruins. So it looks like so far uh, no questions have come in because, of course, not everyone is probably asleep at 11 o'clock at night, but you know what, uh, whatever. I guess we'll just go around the league for now, maybe see if we can get some questions in um, potentially. Uh, you know what, we'll see. But, um, you know, Tampa Bay folks, uh, they have 
they have heated it up uh, tonight, man. Uh, they, I mean, just literally the last month or so, they are just blowing teams out of the water. Uh, this this team is, you know, took them a while to wake up. You know, for a while there, it looked like, oh, well, what happened to Tampa Bay? Did Columbus really break Tampa Bay? But, you know, right now, they're kind of, I know my friend was talking to me today, you know, they're kind of looking like a little bit of the, um, you know, just a little bit, of uh, the caps from 2018, you know, it's just, you know, is, is, is this the year that Tampa finally, finally breaks out and stops choking the playoffs? Uh, we'll see. I know they have, I think I have to check their cap friendly. They may have some salary cap space to work with. Wouldn't be surprised if they make a trade to um, potentially bolster their depth. But, you know, this is a really, really good team. Um, I think they'll, if they don't get first in the Atlantic, it's going to be Tampa versus Toronto, I would think in the 2-3 matchup in the Atlantic, and I think Tampa would blow Toronto out of the water. Um, I don't particularly think that playoff series would be any close. I think Tampa is worlds better than Toronto, and, you know, uh, that I would just see, be here for the takes of just, you know, seeing um, Leafs fans again just being upset that they would be a first-run exit. But you know what? That's what happens when the NHL's playoff format is just really, really shitty. But, I mean, I think it's going to be Boston and Tampa in the second-round winner um, we'll go to the conference final. And then, of course, that's just going to be a bloodbath. Um, it's not going to be a five-game series that it was um, a few years ago, I think, when Tampa just blew out Boston in five games. It would be a lot more close this time, especially if, um, when Boston gets Tuka Rask back. Um, no, and the Penguins are going to have to go through one of those teams I, if they want to make it to the Stanley Cup final. You know, We know they may have to go through the Islanders. We know they're going to have to go through the Capitals. I really don't think the Capitals are going to be a first-round exit. Again, this season with the way that they're playing. Though I do know that Carolina has caused them a little bit of problems over the past year. I think they split their season series this year, two games apiece. Of course, they lost to the playoffs in against them. But still, um, this is going to be a team, uh, if they get past Washington, they're going to have to face one of Tampa or Boston. Um, and right now, I mean, it's just the Penguins have a little bit of a problem of playing up in Boston. I know Yaroslav Halak has played in both games this season, and you know how Yaroslav Halak can be at times, you know, with playing against the Penguins. But um, I think I talked about it yesterday, last night in the podcast. Um, the Penguins have hardly, hardly won in Boston since the Eastern Conference Final. Um, I think it's only been less than maybe three times since they've won in Boston since then. It's it's not very often. You know, that That is a team that, um, has given the pro- Penguins uh, a lot of fits over the years. And I know the Penguins won um, the season series last year, two, uh, two out of three games, but both the games were in Pittsburgh. Of course, the game they lost was in Boston. But you know what? Sometimes it doesn't mean anything. You know, in 2013, the Penguins swept the season series against Boston only to get sweeped by the Boston Bruins in the conference final. It was one of the most embarrassing playoff series that I think I've ever seen the Penguins play. And of course, for those that don't know, um, I was supposed to go to game five of that playoff series. It ha- ended actually... Right after it ended, uh, right as my freshman year of high school was letting out. So, uh, for those that listen to this podcast, they're uh, feeling old. Um, yeah, I was supposed to go to that series, and of course, it didn't work out. But you know what? Whatever. Um, I'm still. I mean, I'm, I think I'm. I'm over it. You know, I'm, I still sometimes get nightmares um, from Tuga Rask. But you know what? It's it's whatever at this point. But um, so I think that's really all I have for you guys. Um, I just, I just, I, I saw Tampa again tonight. They were able to beat the Winnipeg Jets. Um, they just freaking Tampa is just a buzzsaw right now, and they're not. I don't think they're going to stop anytime soon. It would not surprise anyone. I don't think if they won the Atlantic, and then of course set up Boston and Toronto for what is it? Round three, <laughs> round three, round four of those two teams going at it. And I am here for the takes when those teams go at it. I'm just that's just that's all I'll say. I'm here for the takes when those two teams um, go at it. But 
Um, thank you guys so much for listening to Locked On Penguins this week. Um, really good content we had coming out. Um, of course, definitely watch the game on Sunday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern game. I think it'll be Doc, Eddie Olchek, and Brian Boucher, I think, will be calling the game on NBC. Um, I always love the Saturday matinee matchups, 12.30, right before the NFL playoffs. It's right after, of course, I take my final exam for my winter class. So I don't really have anything to do before my classes start on Tuesday, so I can watch that. We'll have a recap of that game on Monday for you guys, and then um, a preview of the Flyers game, and then on Tuesday we'll talk about um, the, um, yeah, we'll talk about the game probably after the Flyers game and then going in the All-Star break. Um, we'll have more content, of course, coming next week after the Flyers game. I'm not really sure what else I'm going to be able to talk about. Maybe some trade talk with a couple friends. But you know what? Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. Um, please subscribe to it. You know, Apple uh, Podcast, Spotify, wherever you guys use. And uh, follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hoodies. All right. Talk to you guys uh, next Monday, folks.